Welcome to the Orange Socks Podcast, where we are inspiring life despite a diagnosis. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Nebaker. Today's episode is number 77. In this episode, I speak with Mercedes and Andy about their daughter Sunflower, who has Down syndrome, and whom they adopted when she was just three days old. I know you're going to love hearing their story. Andy and Mercedes, thank you so much for taking the time to do an Orange Socks interview with me this evening about your daughter, uh, Sunflower, who has Down syndrome. You adopted Sunflower when she was three days old, and she's now four. Can you just describe your life prior to your adoption? What led you to adopting Sunflower? A couple of things, a couple of big things. It was October. We had just been married I think we were going into our third year of marriage and we found out that we were pregnant. We were surprised. It was a wonderful, glorious shock. It was in that first week of finding out that we actually had a miscarriage. And it was the first time, obviously, that we've ever experienced anything like that, but that was the first time I experienced loss. Three months later, on New Year's day, my brother passed away suddenly and unexpectedly. He was 21. Oh my. And my world was shattered. It was right after that we had our miscarriage that we all of a sudden kind of jumped into like, well, maybe we do want to start a family. And it really started to get those wheels turning, but nothing was happening. And then my brother passed away. We were in recovery mode and grieving. And it was a really, really hard year. And I just remember continually praying to God for hope and for joy and to make this hurt go away. It was a tough year to say the least. During that year though, we went on a mission to Haiti, specifically to an orphanage of kiddos with cerebral palsy. There was about 40 something children there with cerebral palsy and we just helped feed them. We kind of partnered with the caretakers there. And there was nine Haitian women that took care of 45 children with cerebral palsy, so they were all laying there. We just helped them out with their physical therapy, with feeding them, changing them, all that for two weeks. It was intense and it was beautiful and it was hard work. Andy and I were there and we were just like, goodness, we would take home any of these kids in a heartbeat. Well, that kind of thought of adoption, which we had talked about previously, getting married even, that was gonna be part of our life, it kind of just kept turning in my head. It was just like, is this what we need to be focusing on right now and not stressing about trying to get pregnant? And that feeling was not leaving me. I just felt like God continually putting that in my heart and in my mind constantly. So I decided to bring it up to Andy. And I said, "Hun, what do you think about adopting? And he was like, okay, he was on board. It was a no-brainer. And then I was like, well, what do you think about adopting a child with Down syndrome? And again, he was like, surprisingly, which I guess it shouldn't be surprisingly knowing him, but he was like, okay, well, give me a day to think about it. And he was positive, it was upbeat. And I was like, okay, fine. The next day I bring it up again. And he's like, yeah, I think we should do it. And it was quick and he was excited. And I almost at that moment was scared. I was like, wait, what? We're really gonna do it? You're on board? I'm on board. Okay, we're going to go for it. And it took off from there. And six months later, we were driving up to get our sunflower. It was so fast. 
Wow, that is amazing. Wonderful. So, Andy, what were some of your fears or what were some of your thoughts maybe at that time when Mercedes said, hey, I think we ought to do this? At that moment, I was actually ready just to say yes. I think it was rather, I need to give my heart a chance to pause on this and think if this is good, try not to be too ambitious. So I used the day as really just a buffer to make sure that my heart was in the right place and it wasn't just a, an overexcited emotional reaction to go for it. But, you know, fear wasn't really a word that was part of the equation for whatever reason be. A part of it was too that Mercedes was involved kind of in vocational work for special needs for about nine years prior to this. So I was used to seeing her around people with special needs all the time. And so for me, seeing that she already had this incredible comfort and level of care for people with special needs anyways, it actually just, it didn't seem like a natural idea. And like she said, we just, however, must have been maybe six months prior, had just come off of that trip in Haiti and being around some really severe situations with a lot of kids with a lot of need. And, you know, that really just became this moment of like, oh yeah, we could do this, you know? And how we, have, we up to that point, have a few friends with Down syndrome. And so we love those kids and we love those people. And so it really didn't seem that hard. I actually really wasn't scared at all. Well, what was the reaction of your family when you said, hey, I think we're going to do this? What were some of their thoughts? They were actually super supportive and not really too shocked. Like my mom, I remember telling my mom and she's like, okay. And she wasn't shocked at all because I'm kind of a go-getter and she's always known that I wanted to adopt and she's always seen me and my different roles that I played in the special needs community. So she wasn't surprised at all. Andy's family, they were super supportive as well. What did you say, hon? Yeah, we told them around dinner, uh, around Christmas, they were excited because it was our way of telling them we're going to pursue having our first child. And I think they instantly realized that it would be, you know, a beautiful thing to accomplish all the while. I do think that they did express, like, kind of the normal concerns of like, okay, are you sure about that? Like, you guys really spent some time thinking about what that might be like. I I know that some of those questions had crossed the table, but they were always supportive of the idea. You've had her now since she was three days old and she's four. What have been some of your greatest challenges raising her thus far? Baby years were breezy. She was the best baby ever. I think now that she's four, it's kind of like, it's a hard question because I'm so in it right now. I'm trying to pinpoint if it's just her being four or her being a girl. Just like a lot of sass <laughs> and a lot of bossiness. And I feel like it's no challenge because she has Down syndrome, but it's mostly a challenge because she's my oldest mm. and she's my first go at everything. I think the hardest part for me is since we have two other ones as well, we have Rhodes who's two and a half, and Shepard, who's just turned five months. Giving the complete attention and extra care that I feel like Sunflower needs and deserves in the little moments, just how I handle maybe a little disagreement between her brother and her. Do I turn it to a different direction, or do I be like, no, Sunflower, give it back to your brother, or do I say Rose, you know? let Sunflower play with that. She's really interested. I'm just constantly having this tension of what do I give into? You know, is this moment that she's having because she has DS, Down syndrome, or because she's four? Does that make sense? Certainly it does. I'm always juggling on that. I actually have a lot of expectations 
first sunflower. Not expectations in a negative way, but I see her do so much and I just never want to play it down for her. And because of that too, I always doubt myself. Oh, am I pushing her too hard? Or am I not doing a certain type of therapy for her? Like there's ABA, but I decided not to do ABA for her. I'm like, oh, was that a good idea or a bad idea? I just didn't think she was learning from that. Or for speech, we're really diving into speech right now. And we're putting physical therapy and occupational therapy to the side a little bit. Or we're doing dance classes and we're going to the park a lot. So I just think with Sunflower, the hardest part is my own parental doubt that I have. That I'm not doing enough or am I doing too much? Am I letting her just be four years old or am I blaming maybe a little meltdown or an attitude she has on her having Down syndrome? And I feel like that's going to be my questions I answer in every single stage, but that just seems so present right now because as a baby, as a two-year-old, she was just so easy breezy. And now as her personality shines, there's just a little bit more complexity. I'll let Andy uh, speak first to this one and then you can fill in Mercedes. What have been your joys in having Sunflower in your life, Andy? She's got this, you know, turnkey reaction to moving in and out of conflict and happiness. You know, there'll be a moment where she could be real sad about something, like if she fell or got hurt or whatever, and you communicate the right thing to her to, to make her feel better. You know, she can instantly snap into this moment of joy and happiness out of that, and she's just up and she's going again as if it was you know no big deal and I mean I see this with Rhodes in some cases too but her tension doesn't linger um she tends to kind of front face happiness and joyfulness and wanting to play and finds a great amount of life in a number of things I mean she's loved books at a young age and loved drawing painting at a young age and so it's been so much fun to like see her interested in words on a page and pictures on a page and she kind of speaks the story to herself as she flips pages and honestly watching her be kind of so self-entertained is kind of a really joyful thing for me. It's neat because some of the information that we got regarding her parents was how her mom loved animals and loved pets and to be outside and to be outdoors and she was creative and loved all these things. It's kind of fun to actually see how those attributes actually come through her and it's really been a way to actually kind of identify how much of her personality is really hers. That's just so wonderful and so beautiful. And I think too is that Mercedes kind of mentioned this before, in a way to express what's been really joyful, I can also kind of share what's been difficult, at least for me, is that she's actually been very physically able and really strong since she was young, even with her low muscle tone. So, I mean, she climbs up ladders, I mean, she climbs up hills, she runs down hills, I mean, she's very physically capable, but her speech has been the thing that's been kind of slow to develop, so it's been difficult to communicate with her, and at the same time, she's moving quick. To me, that's kind of been my hardest part. But what is so wonderful is when she gets new words and when she communicates something different or figures out a new way to communicate with us. For me, those are probably some of joyful moments. Great. Mercedes, what are some of your joys that you may want to add? Oh, Sunflower. She has the best smile and the best overall mm-hmm. cheerful spirit. She's seriously like a sunshine sunflower girl. She can brighten up a room just with her joy. She's fearless. So we go to carnivals mm-hmm. whenever we can, and she wants to go on the biggest ride that she can. She's not tall enough to go on most of the real big rides, but she would go on it if they let her. Those are the ones she's taking me to. And I really don't want anything to do with those kind of rides, but she is going to bring that out in me. I just know it. 
you know, and I want to be strong for her. Like, if she wants to do something, I want to be there to back her up. So my greatest joy is how much she helps me to be fearless because she is fearless and I want to be fearless so I can enjoy different fun experiences with her. So I know she's going to have me going on roller coasters and I really am scared of heights and not interested, but she's down. I got to do it. That's great. So I just had a question that I'm wondering. You mentioned some of the joys and you mentioned some of the hard things. And after four years, would you have done this again? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any question about it. That's great. Sometimes I forget that she's even adopted, even though we look completely opposite. Because it's just, she's just my daughter. You know, it just feels so real. It's just how she came to be a part of our family. That's just how she came to be, through adoption. But it was no different as if I were to birth her. You know, I birthed her from my heart. Sure. A lot of adoptives parents mm. say. We were really fortunate, too, that she did not have major medical complications when she was younger. In some of our experience with her in four years, it's, in some ways, it's almost like we forget in certain moments that she has Down syndrome. Like Mercedes was saying earlier, we have to remind ourselves, like, oh, wait a minute, is this because of her Down syndrome or is this because of her age or because she's being a girl at four years old? Like, it does become tricky sometimes to kind of measure how that's all kind of playing out. I think that's what's been amazing. It's, you know, she is the full person that has Down syndrome. You know, her Down syndrome isn't what identifies her. And I think it's just realizing that it would be so unfortunate for so many kids to go without great families in the future because they were born with Down syndrome and that became their identity before they had a chance to become their own. We would be blessed and privileged to, you know, to take on any child that needs a family. What advice would you give someone that might be considering adopting generally and specifically maybe uh, to encourage them to adopt a child with a disability or specifically Down syndrome? I'd say do it. If you're thinking about it, if you have the thought in your heart and your mind and you're like, hmm, I think I could do that, dive in and do it. It's a beautiful journey. It's scary, but it's scary when you have a child. Adding a person to your life in general, birthing them or adopting them is scary. You know, people ask me, do you worry about sunflower? And I always say that I actually worry about my boys more than I do Sunflower. Sunflower, to an extent, I'll be able to like guide her for a lot longer. You know, she's her own person. I hope she has as much independence as she can. But I know she's my girl. We're going to just be able to guide her. And then my boys, they really go out into the world and they make their own choices. And I pray that we do our best for them to realize that they want to get a job, they want to be great human beings and like for Sunflower I just already kind of assumed she's going to be a great human being. She's so fun and kind and I know she'll have sass but you know she's just going to be so wonderful. Adoption whether a child with special needs or not is beautiful and it's scary but children in general are beautiful and scary. It's part of the adventure. It's part of that journey and I would just encourage someone to dive into that. If you are wanting to be a parent and to love on a child Focus on that and chase after it, and you're not going to regret it. Awesome. Andy? Yeah, one thing Mercedes says about normal kids and kids with special needs, I mean, that's usually my suggestion, is because that's usually the biggest question. Well, aren't you worried about this or aren't you worried about that? And with any person, there's no guarantee, you know, of how life is going to turn out. I mean, there's plenty of perfectly able people that 
end up either at the wrong place or the wrong time or end up making choices that they can regret for the rest of their lives and to be a parent of children where that's gone that's devastating all on its own you know and i don't think that you can go into any parental situation and expect that you are going to have some aspect of control to a point of satisfaction that's just not how humanity works and so yeah in some ways like Things are a little bit more predictable in regards to a child and a person with Down syndrome. I mean, you can't expect that you're going to have them for a while longer. I think it's going to make life a bit more patient. I mean, that's the thing. Sunflower noise slows us down in good ways. You know, realizing like we have to speak slower. We have to stop and understand what she's saying. Like, we can't just kind of keep going with the motion. It causes us to pause. And it's kind of one of those bigger thoughts. But, you know, absolutely. Like, do I think that... We learn so much more from people with special needs than often we have to offer them. Absolutely. Any small amount of time you spend around a community that has a healthy pulse regarding special needs, whether it's a bunch of parents with kids or it's a bunch of other kids and young adults and teens that have special needs, you quickly realize like you have so much more to learn. And what, what you thought you were going to them to help, they end up being the ones that help you. And so... I can say that, yeah, it's not easy, but hey, I mean, raising any child is not easy. Easy isn't the end game. Falling in love and building a new relationship with a child, I mean, that's what you're doing regardless. And there's plenty of children out there to love that need to be adopted. You know, that's the thing. Final thoughts, Mercedes? Anything else that you would like to share? Goodness, that it's my joy and complete pleasure to be Sunflower's mom. She is the light of our life and the joy of our home. Her brother and her, Rhodes and Sunflower, are best friends, and Shepard will soon join them in that, and she's the best big sister. So gentle and kind and sweet to her baby brother, and people with Down syndrome have a lot to offer this world. They are spectacular and strong and resilient, and they are to be seen as capable, loving, worthwhile people, and I can't say enough good things to continue to bring the awareness that they have value. People with Down syndrome have value, and they are intelligent, and they have so much to offer. They're the best. Andy, final thoughts? Sunny's going to be the one that always surprises us in great ways, because I think we're always kind of waiting at bated breath with her, you know, for that next moment, for that next big thing. I mean thinking back when she started walking what you're told about down syndrome or any special needs is like okay well getting to this milestone is going to be really hard you know like everything is like okay you know don't get too worked up it's going to take a long time to get to to speech it's going to get a long time to get to walking it's going to take a long time to get to crawling to sitting to eating well i mean you're just told so it's like now whether those do take a long time or not when those moments happen it feels like victory and it feels like triumph and, and you feel it for them you don't feel like you've accomplished something. You feel like they've accomplished something. And so I feel like it's life with her is going to be these constant moments of surprises, not because of what we don't expect her to do, but because she'll do it. And it's just going to be, I think, in these moments in which we kind of least expect. It's always kind of behind the wheel of anticipation, so to speak, I guess. Like you would say, like, oh, yeah, of course, maybe Sunny will be independent one day where she'll be able to live in her own apartment and that kind of thing. But the day that she's going to come home and say, like, okay, I want to do this, that's going to catch us off guard. And so it's kind of looking forward to when that's going to happen. And I think all those moments are just going to be so beautiful, you know, looking back after however many years. And, you know, she's a teen and an adult and what it's going to be like. And, you know, all that to be said, there's so much to look forward to with the life that she is going to have, that it's worth raising her into it. And I think people miss out 
a lot on the opportunity to potentially adopt, not even just special needs, even just adoption in general. Because I mean, unfortunately, I've met so many friends who spend a lot of money on infertility and all this. And I understand the desire of dad to want to have blood of your own and your own child. But, you know, for Sunny, honestly, it's just no different. What breaks my heart is thinking about how many kids are out there that just, they need a home and they need a family. And tomorrow, there's going to be that many more kids added to this earth that are going to be in the same situation. And it's just, ah, you know, that's us, though. We're the parents that are thinking about that stuff and just trying to put our imprint on the world and love in the best ways possible. And we're open books, always ready to talk about it, always ready to share about it. And for us, it's been a wild journey. It will continue to be. We've been absolutely blessed and privileged to raise Sunflower. Great. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time to... Um speak with me about your daughter Sunflower and your family and I really appreciate you sharing your experiences. Thank you Mercedes and thank you Andy. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Socks is an initiative of Rise Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. Follow Orange Socks on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website orangesocks.org for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities.